before we get to today's guest, if you find marketing confusing and you aren't sure how to get more leads and clients online in a way that's aligned with your values, book a free call with me to talk over your best options for a heart-centered funnel. That will be at www.increaseyourimpact.life slash book a call. Now on to today's interview for another aspect of Heart Guided Business. Hello, everybody. We are here with Lori of Zen Rabbit to tell us about gratitude, meditation, and how it is so practical in helping our lives and our business. And I'm so curious to hear how you even got into this. So welcome, Lori. Thanks so much for having me, Carolyn. I am so excited to be here today. <laughs> You're not usually on this side. You're usually giving the interviews on your podcast. You know, it's it's both sides. I'm comfortable on either side. Okay. <laughs> just, just give me a microphone and I am happy. Awesome. Yeah. So is that uh, why you were inspired to start a podcast? Your love it, of it was. It was. I started college as a broadcast major. And oh, yeah. yeah, I have always loved broadcast. I actually ultimately wanted to sit in Katie Couric's chair at, uh, at the Today Show. And yeah, that didn't my plan did not go the way I anticipated it going. However, I never lost my love for broadcast and for sharing stories through radio or TV. Yeah, it's funny. We make these plans and then nothing really goes the way we expect. Life is always throwing curveballs. Yeah. Yeah. And that, right. We need to learn how to adjust to that and to just kind of roll with it, you know, that's because that's how life is. How do I adjust? And I know we'll get into talking about this, but that's kind of what the whole practice of gratitude and meditation and everything that I teach my clients and not even just clients, like I just came from a breakfast and we just had an amazing conversation, this, um, this woman and I who hadn't been connected in a while and just, just sharing this information with people about how these practices help ground you and connect you to yourself, it doesn't change outside circumstances. Those are always going to be going on. Everything's going to be going on. How you respond to them changes. That is such a good perspective to share. Yeah. It's not like we can control the rest of the world. It's going to keep on being crazy like it always is. Like it always is and like how it always has. In fact, when we sat down this morning, she was saying, you know, the past two years and this is that like, like it's different than it's ever been. And I'm like, no, I don't think it's different. I think it's different. You know, things in our lives have changed, but in terms of humanity, like society has always been, there's always been things going on. Mm, yeah. For hundreds and thousands of years. It's just, this is our, our generation or our times thing, but there's always things. Yeah. So you started out in corporate and then you discovered this power of meditation. Is, am I getting that right? Or is that I, Oh, and it's not totally wrong. It's, it's, um, I did start out in my career started in corporate. I always worked 
for very entrepreneurial companies though. Like I never worked for big corporate with thousands of employees. I always worked for smaller companies that had very entrepreneurial spirits. So I am grateful for that because that is, that seems like the right place for me. That's how my, that's how I am. Um, but I actually learned how to meditate when I was 10. My mom took my brother and me to a meditation course and learned that, had that as a foundation, didn't use it for years. Like, you know. Was, was it TM? No, it's it's called the Silva Method. I don't think I know that one. Yeah, it's, it's it was founded, started by Jose Silva in, I think it was San Antonio, Texas, somewhere down in the Southern part of Texas. Um, and he's since passed away, but his daughter has continued the, the business. In fact, the business is now part of Mind Valley. Oh, we know Mind Valley. <laughs> yeah. Well, so it's funny because Vishen Lakiani, the founder of Mind Valley, that's how he got into meditation was he picked up a, the book, the original book that was written by Jose Silva. Vishen's father had it on a bookshelf. And when he was a kid, he picked it up and started reading it and used it to, he talks about how he used it to clear up a skin condition he had that used the, the mind. At that point, it was called mind control, which has the negative connotations. <laughs> it was it was always about controlling your own mind. Right. Others. I mean, because like you said in the beginning here, we only have control of ourselves. So um, yeah, so that was Vishen's initiation into meditation as well. And so that is so funny. I don't know. I really don't know anything about his background, but with a name like that, I would have thought that he would get some ancestral meditation, not meditation from someone named Jose. No, but I kind of no. love how it's all growing and spreading and the whole yeah. world is really getting into understanding the power of meditation. Oh my gosh. I, you know, I think if you've been exposed to it, it feels like a lot of times it feels like everybody knows about it. It's like, you know, when you're in the marketing world and you know, the people that we know who are like celebrities in the marketing world, you think everybody knows them, but they don't. And it's kind everybody of the knows same. Them in, in one little bubble. <laughs> right. Right. Well, so I had a friend who has since passed away, but he was very, he was very well known in the church world. He, his marketing business, actually, he was helping pastors build their congregations through marketing and actually through using funnels and doing all that stuff for them. And so he had this term, it was church famous. So like everybody knew these, like the big pastors or the big names within the church community as a whole, as a nation, like within the country. Um, but we would have never heard of these people. And it's kind of the same when in our, in our marketing circles, we, you know, we know the names and other people who they had no idea. <laughs> it's kind of like that with meditation. If you practice meditation, you think, well, I don't know if you think the rest of the world uses it because you look around and you go, you know, no, they're, they're not. It would be different. No, not. they're not. <laughs> they're not. Our world would be very different, which is why I have such a passion for my mission of teaching the world to be calm and grounded no matter what's going on around them. Because mm. think of how our world would be if everybody could come from this place of being calm and grounded. That's so true. A lot of times what I feel is the biggest problem in the world is the feeling of defensiveness. 
that people are so quick to react and they react from a place of being protective of their ego and it just causes miscommunications to expand rapidly. Yes. Yes. If you could come from a place of, okay, this is what I believe. Tell me, what do you believe? And help me understand why you believe that, how you came to those beliefs. And I don't have to necessarily agree with you when we're done having a conversation. It's not you trying to convince me. I'm just curious about where you came from, how you got here. And if you could have the same open-mindedness about where I'm coming from, we can have an understanding because ultimately I think people are wanting the same things in the end, just different paths to it. And we can't, can't see like, well, your path is different than mine. So you must be wrong. Yeah, I, I agree. I think we all have the same fundamental desires, but we have very different ideas about what's going to get us there. And when you allow yourself to be open enough to have these kind of conversations with people who don't agree with you, who are very different, coming from different perspectives than you, you, you start, you get a different level of understanding. And again, you don't have to agree, but there may be points that you do agree with that you surprise yourself and you go, huh? I never thought about it that way. You're that's that's a good point. But you have to be open enough and like you said not threatened. Like why are you threatened by that? Are you unsure of your position and you're afraid that if you have a conversation with someone who thinks differently they might change your mind? <laughs> that would be terrible. <laughs> I'm not alone like I'm an expert at this, but I actually am terrible with like, I get so rattled really easily, especially on social media. And I have a very hard time with communicating and feeling like I'm being understood and it's hard not to take it personally. So this is something that I absolutely struggle with myself. I am not a calm, wise, dispassioned person here. It's not necessarily about being dispassioned. And I agree that social media is not the platform for having these conversations at all. It's way too easy to have things taken out of context. It's mm. way too easy to sit behind a keyboard and type out something when you're not sitting face-to-face with somebody to be meaner than you, I was going to say meaner than you anticipate, but meaner than maybe you want to, or even you, maybe you do mean to be that, that mean, uh, because you're just talking to a screen. There's not a, a person that you can see and exchange energy with behind that. So it is easy to be extra mean. <laughs> but when you sit down face-to-face -face or even just a phone call, I would say just a phone call, but, you know, not, not necessarily seeing the other person, but engaging in a real conversation. Because social media is not a conversation. Mm. Yeah, then then you are allowing a flow of information, a flow, an exchange of ideas. Awesome. Well, we should get a little bit back onto. The yeah, we went down a rabbit hole there. <laughs> on the thumbnail for today. <laughs> so we were going to talk about gratitude and its relationship to meditation and how those things can help us to grow our business and to be more productive and all of those good things. Yes. Yes. So 
this is one of my favorite topics in talking about gratitude. You know, first of all, practicing gratitude doesn't come naturally to a lot of people. And it's something that can be learned through practice. Just like, again, just like meditation, you get better at it the more you practice it. The benefits of practicing gratitude for businesses is just on a on a business level standpoint, and then we can take it down to an individual standpoint, is because so few people do use gratitude intentionally in their business, it's a differentiating factor. Like you want to set yourself apart in the market, use gratitude. Say thank you to your clients. Say thank you to people who send you referrals. Say thank you to your vendors. I mean, think about it. When is the last time you got an a note of appreciation from someone you work with? That's a great one. Yeah. And it's so practical. Like, you know, it's it, one thing to say, as a business, have gratitude. Like, what? how? <laughs> right. Okay. So let's talk about how. A lot of times businesses tend to send holiday cards at the end of the year. I, you know, people were doing it in December for the December holidays. And then somebody got the brilliant idea that everybody sends in December. I'm going to start sending at Thanksgiving. So everybody backed it up a couple of weeks and now everybody sends at Thanksgiving. And again, you're not standing out because everybody you is doing sending a card for Krishna Janmashtami. That's in August. So that exactly would be how you stand out, how you use gratitude to stand out, to send at that and use that as, um, let's use the word excuse for lack of a better, a reason. It's a reason why there are so many like holidays, I'll say legitimate holidays and kind of made up ones. Like, like I'm just off at the top of my head. January is national hot tea month. For example, may where we're in June, I think June is like golf month or something. May is barbecue month. There's, there's thousands of them. You can look them up. Grilled cheese sandwich day. Right. So all of these reasons you could take and use as a reason to reach out to clients and people to send you referrals. Like, Hey, it's, you know, July, I think is national ice cream month. I mean, again, there's so many, but Hey, it's national ice cream and send uh, you know, an ice cream scooper and some bowls. Obviously you can't send ice cream through mail because that <laughs> wouldn't really work. But I, well, actually there are companies that mail it. They use dry ice. So now you're getting kind of expensive, but. <laughs> I'm expecting I, some ice cream in the mail, everybody. So yeah. Somebody who's listening who has a company. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's a reason that you could send clients like, Hey, July's national ice cream month. I, so appreciate doing business with you that I want to share this holiday with you. Hi, Melissa. Hi, Melissa. <laughs> so yeah, you know, finding all these reasons why to reach out and that makes you stand out because who else is sending something in July or in August? And nobody's going to miss it if you don't do it in December. Not going to be like, hey, Carolyn didn't send me a holiday card. I'm not working with her. Like, <laughs> I have a spreadsheet. I'm checking <laughs> Right, All right, the people right. I know, and did they send me cards? Right, but people are going to remember when you send at different times. And so now, now that we just talked about sending ice cream with dry ice, like how much does that cost? But it doesn't have to be something that's expensive. It could be a handwritten card, but just do it at a different time of year that's unexpected. That's what differentiates you and makes you stand out. One, the fact that you're doing anything at all. 
and two, that you're doing it at a different time of year. Yeah. It looks more thoughtful that way. Absolutely. More genuine. And you can also probably be doing thank yous and shout outs on social media too. Yeah. Yeah. I've started. Okay. So I've been somewhat consistent. I'm not every week, but on Saturdays, I like to make my post on LinkedIn about who I talked to that week and kind of thanks for this great conversation we had about X. And then I did a podcast interview with this person and I, and putting them in there and sharing appreciation for them publicly. Mm, nice. Yeah. So that's well, super let's talk fun. About how does gratitude help an individual? Mm-hmm. The practice of gratitude. So there's a lot of science and research behind this. This is not just me making up woo woo stuff saying it, it makes you feel good. Well, it does make you feel good. And if that alone was not enough, because why, first of all, why wouldn't be, why wouldn't feeling good be a good enough reason? Because like we're masochists. Exactly. I don't understand that. I see it and I don't understand it. However, if I do something nice for you, I feel good. Like I'm saying thank you. I'm expressing gratitude to you. It makes me feel good to do it. It makes you feel good to get that appreciation. It makes the people who are hearing about it right now who are listening in, now they feel good. Everybody feels good. That should be enough. We should shut it down right now and go. I have a tricky question for you. This is something that has bothered me for a long time and I would love to get your insight on. I feel like a lot of times when people encourage us to feel gratitude, they do it in this way of like, you should put yourself onto this ladder of hierarchy and like, be grateful you have this because look at those poor people who don't have it. And I hate that. Like it puts you in that comparison mode. Cause first of all, then you're thinking about the people above you on that ladder as well. And second of all, it's just so cruel to be like, Oh, that person, his life must be awful. Cause he doesn't have blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Really good point. That that's not the point of feeling gratitude. It's not a comparison game. It's being grateful for what you have, being grateful for where you are in life and who you are in life, just to be grateful for it. Not in comparison to anyone else. It's not, we're all on our own path. And I know that is so difficult to get through our heads because we look around and we want to compare and say, that person's so much farther ahead, or I feel good about myself because that person doesn't, because I have so much more than that other person. We're all on our own path. We have no way of judging. Like I'm working on this too, this judgment thing. Um, Why somebody has what they have and somebody else doesn't. We don't know what their, their path is. So we don't know their inner world either. I think it's right. We, we make these connections, like if you have a lot of material stuff, then you must be a happier person. And we know that that's not necessarily true. And so, you right. know, that, that person that you're comparing yourself to and saying, thank goodness I'm not them, like they might be a really happy person. <laughs> right. And you might be miserable. And practicing gratitude will increase the serotonin and the dopamine and the oxytocin, those are the feel-good chemicals that the brain releases. When you are practicing gratitude, you get more of those 
released. So that's why you actually, that's part of the reason why you feel better. So you are, your brain chemistry actually changes. You mm -hmm. are strengthening neural pathways in your brain, physically changing your brain, physically changing how your brain is wired when you mm -hmm. practice gratitude. And it makes it easier going forward to feel happier more of the time. That's exactly why the more you practice gratitude, feeling, feeling appreciation for everything that happens, even when it doesn't look so happy and, or good in the beginning, the more you can practice it, the more you're wearing those pads in your brain to look for more. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, like when you look for things to be grateful for, you find more things to be grateful for. Opposite side, when you look for things to worry about and criticize and complain, you find more of those. Which, where, which one do you want? <laughs> you know, this reminds me a lot of a situation that's happening in my life. And I think I've told you before, my husband is losing his job. And it's scary because he's really traumatized by the jobs that he's been at the last 10 years and he wants to take a break and he mm -hmm. wants to be a stay-at-home dad and i want to support us and have my business booming enough to take care of the family which it's so close to mm -hmm. and so part of me feels like oh what unfortunate timing if i had had just one more year to like really get things built up it would be better but then i realized I would just procrastinate more. I wouldn't right. have that motivation. I wouldn't be that baby bird being thrust out of the nest. I would be in the same place a year from now with yeah. like almost there. But now I really have to work hard and get where I want to be because I have no choice. And so it's like, I can feel grateful that this timing happened exactly how it was supposed to. Yes. Yes. That's such a great way to look at it. It's happened exactly as it's supposed to. The other things about gratitude, when you practice gratitude, it actually reduces physical pain. So people who are are practicing gratitude feel less pain. Not no, not no pain necessarily. I mean, if you like, you know, fall off a cliff, you're it's gonna hurt. Uh, but <laughs> probably. <laughs> but for the most part, you feel less pain. Reduces cortisol, which is the stress hormone, mm. and it be all because of those things it's releasing you know those feel good chemicals it's reducing the the negative serotonin um cortisol it's you're boosting your immune system as well when the more you practice gratitude the stronger your immune system becomes in fact i have an episode on my podcast with jennifer garman and she tells the story about healing herself from the doctors didn't know. We'll call it autoimmune disease. They didn't know. For seven years, she was just sick, really sick. Mm -hmm. Like she couldn't even hardly take care of her children. They kind of gave up. They're like, we don't know what's wrong with you. And in within 30 days of practicing extreme gratitude and some neuroplasticity exercises, she healed herself. And that stuff has not come back and it's been years. Wow. Yeah. Oh, meditation, gratitude, meditations, and neuroplasticity exercises. And she says within three, I think it was three or five days of starting that, she, she just had an extreme increase in energy. And so it, it's a really powerful so Why aren't we doing it? Oh, yeah. Why aren't we doing it? 
I'm people, do, are you a, a fan of like start your day with gratitudes and like write down things you're grateful for? That's one way of doing it. I honestly don't do it. Do that. I start my day with meditation. So talking about meditation, meditation does a lot of these same things. You know, it helps rewire your brain. It, it, it reduces stress. It increases those feel good chemicals. It, um, <clears throat> boosts your emotional intelligence. So you are less likely to get caught into drawn into conflict in relationships. You, um, it, again, it increases your, um, your immune system. It, um, enhances creativity, practicing meditation. It, uh, helps you perform better in stressful situations, boosts resilience, uh, again, helps regulate the motions. I think I already mentioned that one. Um, what else? It, uh, you, you, you develop greater patience Ooh. with people in situations like who, who doesn't need that, right? <laughs> need that. <laughs> yeah. You, um, in fact, I was just listening to a podcast, not my podcast. It was, um, a podcast on mindfulness and they were talking about how the brain reacts when you are practicing meditation, how it again, changes a piece of the brain, something inside the brain so that you spend less time thinking about past mistakes and mulling over mm. past experiences living in that past moment by just wiring your brain differently. And by doing that, it also gives you a higher degree of, I said emotional intelligence, but it gives you a higher degree of empathy because when you can be more empathetic for yourself, you can then be more empathetic to others. Hmm. So, so yeah, all of these how benefits. How people learn to meditate? Is that something that you are able to teach? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to learn these techniques? There's so many different ways to meditate. So that's another misconception. People think there's one way to meditate and they're not good at it. Because <laughs> they, they think, they think, well, you know what I'm going to say, right? I know. I have encountered this myself. I also was taught to meditate as a child. I was initiated into TM when I was 13. And it was like a very regular, you must meditate. Have you done your meditation yet? So yeah. And I hear people all the time with this, like, oh, I think too much. My thoughts get in the way. I can't meditate. I'm like, that is the meditation. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, so the, yeah, the people think that meditation means sitting for an hour, cross-legged on a mat with no thoughts running through their head, clear all the thoughts out and just sit there in silence. That's a form of meditation, if you could do it, most humans cannot clear all the thoughts out of their head because that's basically not humanly possible. And so the practice is noticing the thoughts, becoming aware. They are going to be there. So you just notice them just like passing cars, like, oh, look at that red car, huh? And, and just watch right. it go. And not grabbing hold of it, not nope. paying attention to it, just letting it be. This is part of the practice. And the the better you get, the longer you practice it. And I mean longer, like over periods of time, not sitting. So going back to the meditation could be done in five minutes. You can start with five minutes. And five minutes is better than zero minutes. And maybe at some point you work up to an hour. Maybe you don't. It's okay. In fact, this po same podcast I was listening to was saying that if you had the choice of meditating for 30 minutes one day, 
or meditating three minutes over 10 days, it is better to meditate over 10 days for three minutes. So yeah, taking whatever time you have to sit and get quiet. Really what you're doing is you're just, you're quieting everything down and allowing yourself to breathe. We do not breathe very well. I mean, we breathe well enough to keep ourselves alive, right? (laughs) That's the bare minimum. That's the bare minimum. Seriously. When you start practicing really breathing in like to your abdomen, breathing in deeply, and you can do this. We could do this right now. You want to do it? Sure. All right. So you don't even have to close your eyes. You can close your eyes if you'd like. You can stare at a spot on the floor, on the wall, whatever it is, and just breathe in really deeply, like all the way, feel the air coming in, going all the way down to your abdomen. Hold it for a moment and then just let it go. And as you let it go, feel your brow relaxing, your shoulders moving away from your ears, feel your neck relax. Breathe in again. Notice yourself breathing in. Notice the air coming in, into your lungs, moving all the way down to your abdomen. Keep breathing in until you can't take in any more air. Hold it for a moment and then let it go. And do that, let's say, two more breaths. Just breathe in really deeply. Hold on to it and let it go. And as you're letting it go, feel your body relaxing. Like imagine all the stress is just floating out of you. One more time, one more deep breath in. And let it go. Maybe shake your head around a little bit and roll your neck. And Okay, how do you feel? Good. I didn't keep, I didn't look at time, but that was probably 60 seconds. I mean... (laughs) Just that alone is increasing the oxygen in your body. When you're increasing the oxygen, you're fueling your brain better. So just that is going to give you better focus. Now, the more you practice that, the more you do. And so there's all kinds of meditations too, right? Like you don't have to sit in silence. You could use a guided meditation. Mm. You could use music. You could use a guided meditation with music, which is my favorite kind to create because that's my favorite kind to listen to. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's there's an app that I recommend. So anybody who's watching this, listening to this, if you are interested, it's called Insight Timer and it's free. And there are hundreds of thousands of meditations on there. Not any of mine. If you want some of mine, I recommend (laughs) listening. Go into my podcast. I've got more than 50 50 different meditations. Most of the ones I've created are 10 minutes or less. So really easy to listen to. Nice. Yeah. My husband and my dad both use Insight Timer as an app. (laughs) Yeah. So it's great for getting started. And I, and, and even if you're not just getting started, like so many good, good ones on there. Yeah. So bring this meditation, gratitude, mindfulness exercises into businesses, you help their employees to start using these techniques. Was there an inciting incident that made you want to start doing that? I had a conversation with a friend who works 
for a recruiting company. And a, a lot of his clients are big companies, big corporate companies. And he was asking me about resources for not necessarily for mindfulness, but just for personal development. Mm. And as entrepreneurs, this is the greatest personal development journey you could ever go on. <laughs> so we got all the resources. You need some resources. I got you some. And it was surprising to me that he wasn't aware of all of the podcasts and the books and the the apps and the things. Like you were saying before, when you're in it, you think yeah. this is just everybody knows about this stuff. Right. So I thought, huh. I could bring this stuff to people in companies. I could share this with them. There are plenty of people within companies who are running around like their hair's on fire all the time, who are feeling this anxiety, who are feeling this overwhelm, who maybe would like to find peace of mind and just don't know how. Let me bring it to them. That was my inspiration for for that focus. That's awesome. It's so needed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I, you know, I teach private client and uh, I have my small group program as well. That's for individuals, whether they work for corporate or they're entrepreneurs or they're salespeople. Yes. And I think we have a link for that in the description, but um, do you want to give people a little like how to get in touch with you, where to go next? Absolutely. My company is Zen Rabbit and zenrabbit.com is the best place to find out information about the programs. There's a new group program starting next week, next Thursday. There's still a few spaces open for that. And I would love to have, have you join if you're listening and you find it interesting. You, If you'd like to find peace of mind, no matter what's going on around you, I got you covered. Who says so, no to that? <laughs> I, I don't know. Some people, actually, some people do like the drama. They say they don't, but they're not willing to do anything about it. They thrive in the drama and that's okay. Those are not my people, but there are, though they exist and more power to them. Let go have it. But yeah, all that information is at zenrabbit.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate you spending this time with me, Lori. Thanks for having me, Carolyn. That was fun. Awesome. All right. We are going to end it there.